Amen. Thank you, Rock. Welcome to everybody who's here. My name is Liz. I am uh, my husband and Rob, my husband Rob and I, pastor the vineyard here. If this is your first time, welcome. Um, it's great to have you here. Everybody's kind of reshuffling seats. Um, the El Primo seats, where the Lord blesses people the most, are the front seats. You are the first to hear the message. You get all the power, and there's not much left if you sit in the back. So. The further forward you come, you'll get that. Well, that's not exactly true, but I can always give a plug for it. There you go. Rod's got it all. There we go. All right. So um, isn't it fun? It's Labor Day. It is not the end of summer. Okay. So I want you to start off today just with a word of encouragement. Um, we all like to be encouraged, yes? If you don't like to be encouraged, come and speak to me afterwards. I'll rearrange your brain network. And we'll get you in the right frame of mind. Um, so, Wendy, don't just start. Wait, oh, right here. You see, she's in the front row already, got the power. Okay, come on up, Wendy. Do we do just push this thing till it goes green? And you're coming up too? All right. Can I pick you up? Nope. Yes. Oh, I love this. All right. Good morning, everybody. My name is Wendy Dixon. I'm so excited to share my testimony with you this morning. Um, I've had an amazing week filled with a miracle from God. My husband has been doing contract work while searching for a full-time permanent job, and we knew his contract end was coming up this past Friday, the 29th. This meant no more income, no more health insurance, uh, we have multiple medical problems in the family, so um, I've been sick with worry for weeks. Um, I'm a registered nurse, so I can and want to work. So you might be thinking, what's the problem? Well, I was licensed in California where we moved from and had applied weeks and weeks ago for reciprocity for a Massachusetts license. I was calling and calling and calling, you know, asking in tears, you know, when are you going to issue my license so I can work? And their answer was always like, oh, it'll take a few more weeks, and I'd sigh and like, fine, whatever. Um, so we didn't have a few more weeks, and I was worried and scared. And uh, through all of this, we continued to travel here from our new apartment in Linfield to Hopkinton for church. And I listened intently as Pastor Rob preached about letting God handle your problems Give all your worries to God, and God wants us to work hard to make things happen. Um, um, sorry. Uh, but God will take care of us, and he is ultimately the one who's in charge. We are not in charge, and we do not control things. So here comes the exciting part. Last Sunday, I surrendered all my worries, all my stress, and spoke with God and told him I couldn't carry these burdens anymore. I pleaded with him to just handle everything. My dear friend Ashley encouraged me to come and get prayer after church and physically but gently pushed me back into the sanctuary to get prayer, and I did so. And Liz prayed for me that my license would come through so that I could seek employment. Well, here's what happened. Wednesday afternoon at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, my license number got emailed to me and I had applied for some jobs earlier that day 
The next morning, at 6.45 in the morning, shockingly, <laughs> I got called for an interview for 1 o'clock that day. I went to the interview. By 2.30, I had a job offer. And they gave me credit for all 16 years that I've, since I graduated, even though I haven't worked for eight years because I've been raising my kids. So I accepted the job, and I start this Wednesday. And guess what? Healthcare benefits start day one. <laughs> so, you know, God just reinstates our faith when we have lost everything. And, um, you know, we need to just give it all to him and let him handle it and do what we can on our part to make things happen. So, anyways, just excited to share this with you, and thanks for listening. Thanks, Wendy. Um, so I'm glad uh, Wendy got to share. You know, there's a lot of things that go on in church that you don't always get to hear. Um, is this okay? Yep. Um, there's some things that are uh, very private, and so it's not really appropriate for a public setting. Um, but I always like to uh, encourage people that God is large and in charge. God is on the move. And um, to be encouraged to... Um, let us know your story. If we don't know about it, um, I had the privilege of praying with um, Rachel for Wendy, so we were in on the story. Um, and I'm preaching, so I can share it. So just that word of encouragement, and it goes along with what I want to talk about today. We've been doing a series, today is the last one, um, on how people can see God through us and all the different aspects of things that we do that allow um, others to see Jesus and what will cause people to notice um, Jesus in us. And that slide is an old one, that we have faith in a God who provides, which is exactly what Wendy uh, was doing. Today's one is that we walk and move in a naturally supernatural way. And it's near and dear to my heart. And um, there are many ways of looking at this, some of you may go, what are you talking about naturally supernatural? Um, and so by the end of today's sermon, hopefully you will um, have more of an understanding of what, of what that means. Um, I want to start with a scripture, uh, Matthew 10. It is, uh, we're going to look at verse 1 and then skip a few and look at verse 7. And it says here, Jesus called his 12 disciples to him. And gave them authority to drive out impure spirits, to heal every disease and sickness. If we go to verse 7, as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, have a cup of coffee. Freely you have received, freely give. If we go on to John 14. Verse 12 through 14, this is Jesus speaking. And he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And even greater works, because I am going to the Father. You can ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name while you're having your cup of coffee, and I will do it. 
So why do I throw in the little cup of coffee? Not because I want to change any word of scripture, because that is not biblical. But to get your attention, to say that, you know, what God says here is real, true, livable, attainable, normal, doesn't have to be super religious in words we don't understand, and only for the pastor, Rob. And um, as you've been listening to me, you might have heard a slight accent. It's getting less. Um, and when I work, I'm, I'm a, a certified hand therapist, so I sit across a table from people, and they're pretty close to me, and we talk a lot, and um, they've listened to me for about as long as you've listened to me, and they go, where are you from? And so if I feel mean that day, I'm like, well, guess. Keeps them busy while I'm killing them. Um, and so they'll say, well, sometimes they'll get Scotland or Ireland or England or something like that. And usually they get that part. And I say, well, that's part of it. Can you guess the rest? And they're like, yeah, no, they don't, they don't get it. But there was one day when I asked this question to someone, um, someone asked me this question, I said, can you guess? And they said, well, Scotland. I'm like, yep, that's part of it. But, you know, what else? And they said, oh, South Africa. I'm like, oh, boy, you've got to know someone from South Africa to know that I have any South African in me. Because really, I don't sound like a South African. And we have plenty of South Africans here to verify the fact that mine is not a true South African accent. I was born in Scotland, raised in South Africa, so I have some of the words or maybe some of the way I say a certain thing, but you have to know someone from South Africa to get that I'm from South Africa because it's really not that hard. I mean, it's not that um, easy. And so the reason that I bring that up is um, hearing something that you're familiar with, there's things in what you hear that allow you to put it in a little box somewhere. That person had heard of South Africa, it must have been their like, best friend or a brother-in-law or someone who was from South Africa, someone they knew well. certain word I used, they were like, oh, yeah, only South Africans would say it that way or something like that. And um, I was up in uh, Ithaca, New York last week taking my daughter back to college. And I was in Walmart, which is open 24-7. Um, the night before, we'd been in Wegmans at 1 in the morning grocery shopping, the life of a college student. Um, so I was in Walmart, and my daughter was one place, I was another. It is like mayhem when students come back to college. It's like craziness up there. And so I'm walking around trying to figure everything out, and I, I, I'm just walking down the aisle. All of a sudden, I stopped dead in my tracks. I'm like, what was that? And I heard this woman, and she's rattling off in Afrikaans. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And so I'm like, I'd literally stopped in my tracks. I'm like, that is South, that, that's Afrikaans. That, she's from South Africa. What the heck is she doing in upstate New York from South Africa? And so I, I was too busy with things to go and talk to her. But my instinct was to go and say to her, hey, 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 I, I, I know what you said. Be careful. <laughs> and um, so all of that to say, you know, for me, there was an emotional reaction to when I heard her speaking Afrikaans because I could identify now, I don't know this woman from Adam, but there was something in me that's, that's, that's close to me, that's, that's home, it's familiar, it's like, oh my goodness, I know you. And so what I want to talk about today is people in the Bible that have that same ability to get excited when they hear a voice, but the voice that they hear is God's voice. 
If you're a child and you're, when you're a baby, you are um, with your parents or whoever's taking care of you, you will get to know their voice. You will get to know their voice soothing you. You will get to know their voice chastising you a little bit. You'll get to know their voice when they're cheering you on. My kids, um, I would always be there when they were playing tennis or running or whatever, and they, I'm sure they were slightly embarrassed because my voice was always like a little louder than all the other moms, um, you know, because that's my kid. Go, Megan. Go, Nathan. So I would always yell and scream, um, and they could hear me, <laughs> and they knew it was me, for better or for worse. Um, but these people in the scripture, they knew God's voice. And today, we're talking about living a naturally supernatural lifestyle. And one of the basic fundamental building blocks of being naturally supernatural is our ability to hear God. So um, hearing God is uh, a little tricky. But I want to start by talking about uh, in Acts 8, 26 through 39. I have some stories. They're very long. I did not print every um, scripture up on the screen because we would have, like, we'd be scrolling through. And I'm not necessarily going to read through every scripture of the story, but if you would like to read them at home, um, this is in Acts 8, 26 to 39. And uh, you can write it on your little bulletin insert <clears throat> that I actually have today. And um, this is talking about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. So Philip was home drinking his coffee. And an angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out. He met the treasure of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority. And he had gone to Jerusalem to worship and was returning and was reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And the Holy Spirit said to Philip as he's walking along, no longer with his coffee in his hand, go over and walk alongside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading and said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, well, how can I unless somebody tells me? And so he uh, goes in and he starts talking to this guy, explaining the scripture. And as we read on, uh, he told him the good news about Jesus. In verse 36, it says, as they rode along, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop. They went down into the water and Philip baptized him before he had his next cup of coffee. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. Whoops, well, we might not do that. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found him um, further north, preached the good news in every town along the way, blah, blah, blah. Wow, wouldn't that be fun? After your cup of coffee, you go outside, you preach, you just explain a scripture to someone, and him and his whole family come to know Jesus. That would be great. I'd love that. Great kind of coffee, that. Um, I'm going to go to another one when we talk about uh, Ananias and Saul. This is in Acts 9, 10 through uh, 19. There was a believer in Damascus named Ananias, and he was drinking tea, but he has more British roots. And the Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. And the Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man named Saul. He's praying right now. Um, I've shown him a vision of a man uh, coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. And he 
had a little back and forth with the Lord because the guy the Lord was sending him to was busy killing Christians. So that was a little hard. And um, he said, no, go, because Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and kings. So Ananias went and found Saul, laid hands on him. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus appeared to you. The Lord has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up, was baptized, ate some food, regained his strength, had a cup of tea, and went and changed the world. Because he went and preached the gospel all over that known world and spread it. And we today have so much scripture uh, because he was transformed by God. Now, you know, forgive me for throwing in the coffee and tea, but I, I just want to keep it real because Ananias <clears throat> was a godly man and he heard the Lord's voice. So it says here, the Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias. And he said, yes, Lord. He had heard Ananias. Uh, Ananias had heard the Lord's voice enough as he was growing up to realize this was God. And then God said to him, you know, Go there, do this, whatever. He didn't know fully exactly what was going to happen. He didn't know if he was going to die because Saul was killing Christians. But um, he knew enough. He trusted enough from knowing God's voice that he, he went to go, um, that he went to go and do it. And so what I want to say today is, you know, what is it that you can do if you're willing to hear God's voice? And what is it that these people did that is appropriate to us? God used these people because they were willing to be obedient and act on what he asked them to do. They were very naturally doing things that had very supernatural consequences. There was healing involved. There was, there was salvation for the entire uh, group of people. Um, but how do you and I, every day, having our cup of coffee or tea or iced coffee or macchiato, tea, whatever you drink, um, how do we get to that point where we can hear God like this so that we can be used? Because I don't necessarily think there's anyone in this room who doesn't desire a greater purpose in life. I mean, if you think to yourself, wouldn't you like to be used in something bigger than yourself? Are we really content to just get up in the morning, have a nice day with a nice family, there's nothing wrong with it, go to a nice job, come home to a nice home, go to a nice bed, have a nice sleep, wake up the next morning, and carry on. There's nothing wrong with that. But really, the human nature is not designed to just be content for that. God put in us this need for more. You know, some of us need the uh, adrenaline rush of running 20 miles. Some of us need the artistic outlet of music or art or whatever, and some of us need a good challenge about work or um, intellectual stimulation. But God's put it in us for more. We want more. And more than anything, he's put it in us that we want more of him. And we want to be used by him. You may not necessarily recognize it, depending on where you are on your journey with God. You may not even recognize God's voice. Um, you may not really even believe this whole thing that I'm saying about God right now. You may have been walking with the Lord for 50 years. 
You know his voice. You've actually been used by him. But it's been a little while since you um, stepped out on what you've heard. And so today my challenge to you is, um, if you have not heard from God, how do we hear from God? If you have heard from God, what have you done with what you've heard from God? So um, is Mary Borst here? Oh, there she is right in front of me. Can you come up, Mary? I just want Mary to share how she started recognizing it was God's voice. I started coming to the vineyard oh, many years ago, and one of the things they talked about is reading your Bible every day, which was something I never heard of. So I asked someone, and they gave me a devotional that you could read the Bible in a year, little sections in each piece. So I would start reading it, and then something would be going on in my life, and there'd be like a scripture verse that was freaky applicable. Um, so I'd be like, wow, I feel like this book could be true. Um, and then I would go to work, and I'd read a scripture in the morning and be like, okay. And I'd go to work, and I can remember people would be things like, oh, you know, I do things I don't want to do, and I don't do the things I do want to do, and I just hate myself for that. And I'd be standing there in awe like, that's what my Bible verse said this morning. So I'd actually, at the time I was a teacher, and I'd come back and I'd be like, I should probably tell them. So I'd go back and I picked up my kids from a music class or something and say, there's actually a scripture verse that like talks about that. And then just be like, I just feel like God knows that, but he has a plan for that. So here's the verse and now I gotta go. And then, and then I'd just be gone. And then as I did those little things, I found I'd be in the car listening to Christian music and there's a song would come on, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this song reminds me of so-and-so. And then I'd go home, and I'll be going out with a bunch of friends, and then my friend would end up in my car, and then I'm like, ah, there's this song I heard today that reminded me of you. And, you know, I just play it, and it usually made people cry. Um, and I felt like it was the Holy Spirit just touching them. So I felt like it was just a process of little nudges that are, were happening in my daily life that God was encouraging me to pass along to someone else. Um, and then as a result, lots of people came to want to know him more. Okay, so there you go. Um, <clears throat> if any of you know Mary well, um, that's um, how she started hearing the Lord's voice, but she hears from him very clearly. And will, uh, in certain occasions, uh, give um, what she feels the Lord is saying to someone, um, and it can have life-changing um, implications for them. There are a lot of people in our church that move this way. Um, there's a lot of people who God speaks to about words of healing. Um, they will say, you know, I really feel someone in this room, Kevin, when he comes up every Sunday morning and they've been praying in the room before church, they get these words that they believe are from God about somebody here has a healing, somebody here feels X, Y, Z. So God is moving right throughout our church all the time. But what I wanted to do today was to kind of make it more uh, accessible to those of us who maybe think that you have to be super spiritual or you have to have been a Christian for a long time or God could never use you that way. You know, and that's why I asked Mary to share what, what, how she first heard the Lord. And you hear Wendy saying, oh my goodness, look what God did. Can you imagine how these little nuggets, they help build your faith? I heard God. God is involved in my life. God used me. Now, 
when you, if you have been in the situation and you've been used by God, if you've gone up to pray for someone and, and something happens, um, when Rachel and I were praying for Wendy and then we heard the testimony during the week, who was more blessed, she or I? You know, we were like, yahoo, whoops. We, um, there we go. Um, we got to pray for her, you know, and, and things happened. And so I think that what I um, uh, want to call you all today to wrestle with is wherever you're at on that spectrum, if you're just learning, is this God, is this not God, or you know that voice so well because you have walked through some stages where you've certainly known it's God, and God has used you in powerful ways. Some of the stories we heard about um, in the scripture where God said, say this to this person, and that person's life was changed, and the whole world was changed by it. You don't know if God's going to use that you to do that. He won't use you to do that unless you try. He won't speak through you unless you open your mouth. He won't tell you if you're not looking to hear. And so, um, in the vineyard, one of our uh, high priorities is being naturally supernatural. We don't need to claim to be God. We don't need thunder and lightning. We don't need a major robe. We don't need any uh, religious trappings. We don't need anything to just be all of a sudden our voice changes or anything is different. We just need to be who we are. Uh, we're all different. And when we sense that God is asking us to do something, we need to say, yes, Lord, show me how, and step into doing it. And so I want to uh, encourage you today that um, to listen, to ask, Lord, speak to me. Give me something that I can share with a friend. Give me something that I can give to a neighbor. Give me something when I come forward to pray for people in church that's going to radically change somebody's life. Now, I know there are those of you in the room who are listening to me going, oh, 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 Liz, you're walking on shaky ground there because, you know, we don't walk by our feelings. Only scripture, and that's true. And so what I would say is, when you sense that it might be the Lord, you can take it to Scripture. God is not going to tell you something that is contrary to Scripture. So if what you feel God is telling you is contrary to the Scripture that you know and you love, push it aside. It's not from God. The Scripture is our foundation. It lays the groundwork. It tells us and it keeps us on the right track. But if it's something that you feel like the Lord is saying, be yourself. Go up to someone. Could I pray for you? I think maybe, you know, this might be helpful to you. In our setting, it doesn't go up to say, I believe, and thus saith the Lord, because you know what? You could be wrong, because we're all human. And, and it could be a profound word that you think might need that kind of um, introduction, but we come because God is using us, and God is the one that is looking to change that person's life. We do the natural. He does the supernatural. Newsflash, we cannot heal anybody. But we certainly can pray that people get healed. And that's what the scripture says. That's what it said at the beginning when it said, um, 
that uh, Jesus called his disciples, gave them authority to drive out demons. And he says, as you go proclaim this, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. He's saying, go for it, go for it all and go big. Go big. Make sure what you're going big with is rooted in the scriptures. Make sure it's naturally rooted in who you are. Don't pretend to be anything you're not because you're just going to get yourself into muddy waters. But go big. And if you don't trust it, go small. Go little. Go baby steps. Practice on me. Good. You can come and tell me and I'll, I'll be your guinea pig. Um, the other thing that I want to say is within, within this church, this ability to, to live naturally supernatural, it's appealing to your friends, to people around you. Um, it's very disarming. People are surprised. If you're sharing the word of God like Mary did, oh, you know there's a scripture for that? But just sharing, you know, this is what God's done in my life. This is how he's used the scripture. Or could I pray for you in this situation? Or, you know, um, maybe God will give you an insight into that person's life. And um, I want to talk about that a little bit because that can be disconcerting for a lot of people. If the Lord gives you if you sense this is God speaking to you, nudging you because you've kind of heard it enough, you're growing in your faith, you've, you've, you've tested the water and it's shown that, yes, this is the Lord, and he tells you something for someone, there are ways that, that we can learn to be natural in how we deliver it. If you have a sense that somebody did something terrible and you get this picture of what this person did, Imagine the worst thing someone could have done, right? And you're up here and the Lord says, you know, that person did that. It's probably not advisable for you to stand up in this environment and say, Mr. Johnny Joe, God said you did fill in the blank and you need to repent. Now, if you're wrong, there's a major problem and you didn't win a friend. But if you go up to that person and you say, can I pray for you? I feel that there's this thing in your life that has been um, eating at you. There's a, it's, it's a really difficult time, and there's something that's really gone wrong, and God wants you to know he knows you, and he cares for you, and he loves you. Can I pray with you? Now, which scenario would you like to be on the receiving end of? Okay, That's what's called naturally supernatural. That's being you after you had your cup of coffee. You're no more spiritual than you were before God gave you the word. You're a little bit more obedient. And if you give that word and a person's life is changed, you will be changed. And you will feel like the God of the creation knows your name. And he wants you to be involved with him. So as we bless other people, as we step out, we get to be blessed um, at the same time. And as we share it in the church, then the whole church gets to be blessed. Because this is the way that the Lord um, designed for it to be. So I want to end off here by saying um, my word today is an encouraging word. It's to say God wants to use you. God wants you to hear his voice. He's talking all the time. He's working all the time. He's looking for people to, to talk to people around. That's the way God designed it. He gave us the church. And he said, as you go, declare these things. So it's what he's asked us to do. And 
There are some things that help us along the way. One is being together with a group of people. All our home groups are going to be starting. If you're testing the waters as to whether you're hearing God or not, that's a good place to, to be with a group of friends who can encourage you. Um, Kevin does a ministry team training. You know that if uh, after service you can come up here for prayer. That's also a way of beginning to learn, understand, go deeper into the scriptures as to everything that I've been saying. And Kevin and Mary do a class that I would encourage all of you to, um, to go through. But if you're home and you're um, looking for God to help you and you want to, God to speak to you, there are some questions that can be helpful for you to ask. I think I put them in your handout. Um, if you're interacting with other people, look, at, look around and say, God, how do you see this person that I'm in front of who's, who's maybe confronting you with some difficulty they have? What is it you want to call forward and encourage them with? What is your invitation here for this person? Those are good questions. It could be naturally supernatural. Okay? You can ask those questions, and then when you feel the Lord saying, you can um, step out in them. What I want to end with is God is changing our lives as we hear his voice. When we walk together with him the way that it was planned, he wants us to do supernatural things in a very natural way, being the person he created us to be. And it's going to look very different to each and every one of us. And so I would encourage you to get involved in some way, shape, or form. The Women's Bible Study, which I lead so I can plug, is going to be starting up in September, and we, we actually will be going through this whole supernaturally, naturally supernatural as a study, going through it week by week and delving into it a little deeper and risking a little more than I might be asking you to risk today. And um, the foundational thing that... I want to uh, leave you with today is the whole reason we can be naturally supernatural is because God loves you. Bottom line. He loves you and he loves the person next to you. He loves the person you don't like at work. He loves your dearest friend. He loves everybody no matter what and he's chosen to use us to bring the kingdom of God wherever we go. Some of us, it will be a gentle, encouraging smile. Some of us, it'll be a word that's appropriate. But for others, there will be big risks. God will give you big things to say to important people at important times. You will be called to declare healing over maybe things that you know, are uh, a little nerve-wracking for you. So today, every single person in this room you're in. One of the values we have at the vineyard is everybody gets to play. There is nobody excluded from hearing God, and there is nobody excluded from God using them to touch somebody else's. It's just a matter of are we available, and how do we learn over time to decipher what is God and what is not. And being in a church like this together um, is how that's going to happen. So we're going to move into ministry time. And I want to encourage you, if you have anything going on today that you need prayer for that you think is too big, nobody knows, God, 
You think God doesn't know? Be adventurous. Come forward. Test the prayer team. Um, you don't need to tell them what, what's going on. God knows you. And sometimes God will give the prayer team people a word that lets you know that God loves you. But I would say come forward if you need prayer. Come forward if it's physical, emotional, whatever. Step out. Let someone else hear God on your behalf. Or maybe you're hearing God saying, come forward because he said, as you go, let the kingdom of God come, cast out demons and heal the sick. And that is our mandate and something that we believe in here. So Kevin, you can come on up and see if God has naturally, supernaturally told you anything else for today. Maybe the worship team should come up. Hi, I'm Kevin. Uh, this morning, uh, there was a sense that uh, th there might be someone here um, struggling with uh, smoking. Uh, I, I believe the Lord uh, wants to help break that addiction. Uh, I'm assuming it's cigarettes, but maybe it's something else. Uh, um, anybody anybody uh, brave enough to acknowledge that might be you? Okay. Um, th that's okay. Uh, if, if there is someone and you change your mind, uh, we, we'd love to pray with you. Um, secondly, uh, there was a picture of um, some of us kind of uh, covered in thorns. Uh, and the sense was that uh, there were things from our, our past and, and worries that were holding us back. Uh, and, and I noticed uh, Wendy shared uh, being sick with uh, worry. Um, so I, I, I just... There was a sense that if there's someone else um, struggling with worries or things from their past, I believe the Lord wants to uh, set you free and give you peace uh, about that. Um, and if there's anything else you'd like prayer for, um, we'd love to pray with you. All right, so why don't we stand and the worship team will uh, lead us in a, in a song. And during that song, the ministry team want to come forward. You can come forward at any time during the song, after the song. I would encourage you, though, if you want prayer, please come to the front. That's the only way the prayer team will know that you are um, asking prayer for them. You can stay in your seat and pray there as, as well. If after the, this last song you are all ready to go, please go out uh, into the foyer, meet Rob, um, and uh, say hi to someone you don't know. Have some more coffee and think of how you are naturally, supernaturally going to be used during the week. Amen. I would encourage you again to come on forward um, for prayer. If not, uh, we'd like to see you out in the foyer. I've service is officially over. Lord, we just pray that the word that was spoken today would fall on fruitful ground, that you would enable us to hear your voice more clearly, that you would give us the courage to step out, to be used in a naturally way. Lord, that you would wake us up in the middle of the night, that you would speak to us uh, in the normal places in our life, uh, that we would be powerfully used to change our life and the lives of others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.